welcome to the third episode of the On Track Mind podcast. I'm joined by the amazing Lauren Trotter. You may know her as Dom Herbertson's better half. How are you doing, Lauren? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's been a stressful hour trying to organise <laughs> tech, but we're here. We're here. Um, so, yeah. What, how did you get into racing? Has it been from a young age? Obviously, I know you, but for people who don't know you, you know, where did you start? So I would have went to racing with my dad when I was really small. Um, and then in later years, would have went with my stepdad, um, sort of in my teens and my early 20s. Um, and then once I got a car, you couldn't keep me away. <laughs> I was at every yeah. meeting I could. Me and my cousin had put a tent in the back of my little Ford Fiesta and, and go around the country just going to race meetings. And and yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's, especially if you can tell by Lauren's accent, she's from Northern Ireland, and obviously you've got all the road races there, you know, it's very accessible to you, Um, and obviously you've continued going, because even though you are a local gal, you now have Dom dragging you to every race meeting possible. (laughs) It's funny, people people say that to him, oh, you've dragged her to another one, but... uh... His response is always, oh, she'd be here if I wasn't, even if I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, long, as long as you're there for you, that's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know Dom, if you don't know him, I don't understand because he is a character. He hosts on the Amazing Chasing the Racing podcast. Um, good friend of mine. Obviously, I've known you two for a while now. It was the London Bike Show last year. So yeah, almost it's a year ago. A year ago today, we would have met, which is crazy. It's been a crazy year. Bad year. Yeah. Um, but what was the first race meeting you went to with Dom, like being together? So um, we wouldn't have been together like properly at this this stage, but we would have been sort of in the texting stages um, and sort of would have been around him at the Ulster Grand Prix in 2018 and into the Manx of 2018 as well. Um, as I say, just sort of watching from afar and, mm. and, and chatting now and again. But um, the first one, the first proper one was probably the uh, the 2018 Sunflower Trophy races. Yeah. Um, which if you know Dom and you've listened to Chasing the Race and from the very beginning, episode one, Missing Digits, uh, was, <laughs> uh, was the race meeting that he lost his finger. Um, so yeah. we didn't get off to the greatest start. <laughs> It, it was a great to, introduction. Uh, yeah, a uh, great introduction to, to racing, getting fired into the deep end, but it's one of those things, these things happen, and uh, yeah. Yeah. That was our first meeting. Yeah, and if any of you guys have met Dom, you'll know that his favourite thing to do is just be like, go to shake your hand, and then it's the hand without his finger. You know, it's quite an intense moment. You sort of check, and you're like, oh, Okay. <laughs> And then he will quickly whip out his phone and show you the video of it getting cut yeah. off. It is, yeah. yeah. It I, I think I watched about two seconds of that and I was like, I've had enough. Yeah. Not fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> how many times do he show you it? Uh, I've, I've got it on my phone, honestly. I must have seen it about a hundred times in the last couple of years. <laughs> um, it's got to the stage now we're in sync. So he'll start talking about it and... By the time he goes, oh, I must try and find that video. I'm, I already have it on my screen. And I'm like, here, just take okay, it. Just take it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously, like you said, you've been to like other race, other races with Dom. But um, when was your first time going to the TT with Dom? 
what was the year first year so um the first year that we were short we were together and i'd been i was there at the same time was 19 but i was there with my friends so i was just out pit boarding and and watching racing and yeah enjoying it and just getting out and seeing the island and things and then obviously we had a break in in 2020 and 2021 with covid and back yeah. in 2022 which was my first official uh tt with him so it was the first one actually being in like park for me on the road with him and just getting getting stuck in but how how did how did you feel because obviously you like you said you've grown up with the road races you understand it you know that things happen you know that um the realities of it but how did it feel being with him before he went out before he went into no man's land how how did you feel um it's one of those things as you say I'm I've grown up with it I'm used to it but it is different when it's your partner racing and Mm -hmm. at that stage like we've been together what like four years nearly Mm -hmm. um like three and a half four years so and we we started we we'd been living together as well for for a year at that point so that obviously changes things drastically as well um but you try not to think of those things you try not to think of you know what what will we do if this happens and what you know um but yeah no i i'll always remember standing like the first time standing on glen country road and obviously i've stood on it before like i've done the classic tt with him before um i've done the manx with other like some of my friends and stuff i've helped them in the manx and and i've been i've been in that position before but there's something just different about the tt there's mm. the you feel the pressure that's on his shoulders not mm. from anyone like not from sponsors not from family friends fans anyone but from himself like yeah you feel that pressure and it was just an, it was really overwhelming experience the first time standing on glen crutchy road like i'll remember i'll always remember it like he put his helmet on and sort of done our normal sort of pre-race rituals always like obviously with his eye injury this year takes sunglasses off gives me a kiss puts his helmet on and away you know away he goes yeah. and i looked at chloe and chloe looked at me and she just goes you all right <laughs> i was like no i don't think so and i was just i was i was literally I was crying under my sunglasses i just mm. I, and i'm not an emotional person i'm not a crier i just it was just proper overwhelming mm. um, at that point because there's that sort of thing of he's doing what he loves um it's excitement you can't wait to see like how it's gonna pan out like for those of you who don't know dom like he is insanely talented he was getting into the top eight this year like top 10 it was he was absolutely smashing it and he's worked so hard and it's so clear to see like if you kept up to date with chasing the racing or especially the first time i'd heard of it wasn't the first time I heard it, Dom, but I watched the Religion of Sport documentary on YouTube. And for those of you who haven't seen it, I'll leave it linked below because it is phenomenal. Um, and you see how hard he beats himself up about it really hard. Like, so you've got that excitement of he's going to do well, but then you also have the anticipation of, well, when he comes in, what if it's not been great? You know, you've, you've got to weigh up the positives and negatives and, Yes, there there can be more negatives at the TT. With it is a hard, it's a hard course. Like there's a reason there's only a certain amount of people that excel. You know, um. But Dom, he seems he's so chill from the side that we see of him as fans. 
you know, we see him as this very chill, happy-go-lucky, like, excited... He's like an excitable puppy. Like, that's the only way I can describe him. But how... You know, is he that relaxed? And do you feel you take on that sort of stress so he doesn't feel it? Um, I, it's one of those things. I uh, when he goes out, you just you can feel the anticipation, and he's obviously, as you say, he's wanting to do well. Mm. And it is that like you're watching the timings, and you're going, "Oh, he's in like he was in like fourth in the in the stock race at one point." Yeah, like, what's going on? Um. And, you know, he starts to drop down. You're thinking, oh, he's going to be gutted when he finds out that he was in fourth at one point and he's, you know, mm. dropped down to seventh or whatever it was. And, like, as you say, he'd done unbelievable this year. Like, he had, he started six races, finished five with five top tens. Like, mm. we really, obviously, apart from the senior, we couldn't have really asked for, <clears throat> sorry, asked for a better TT. Yeah. It was, it was great. And to be doing it the way we're doing it, like, for those that don't know and, and as Verity says, don't know Dom, like we do everything on a shoestring budget out of the back yeah. of a van. It's old school, pop-up awnings. We're in the bottom paddock. You know, we don't have big race trucks, big budgets, you know, a full team. We have me, yeah. him and Piggy and that's, and like family and friends and sponsors that that, that want to help. And obviously we've got the Kitans and stuff as well, but um, focusing on like the big bike element, which is what he tends to focus on more mm. so and what more people sort of focus on around the TT like we literally have us three it's me trying on a weekend at BSV to learn as much as I can about Motec to try and figure out what the hell yeah. the bike's doing like I hadn't I'd never seen a screen with Motec on it before the Northwest um I sat down with with um a few lads and they went through sort of crash courses with me and trying to sort that out and it's these new bikes are an absolute minefield like whereas before, you know, it was just you know suspension by feel and you know different tweaks by everything's by feel. Yeah. Now you can look at the look at it, look at a graph and go, oh well, it's not doing what it should be doing there. We need to change something. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But everything's electronic. Even the gearing, you have to change the gearing in the ECU if you want to change yeah. the gearing on the bike. Um. So we're doing we're doing those little things, but yeah, no, it's it's a massive added pressure doing it that way but at the same time I think he thrives in a family environment and yes yeah. I think he'd, he'd he'd do he'd do well at, well in a, any big team um mm. but yeah it, it is it is difficult doing it doing it um the way we do things mm. um and I think that it's it almost adds to the pressure as well because he wants to prove that we can do it as a team you know we can beat the big teams like that bike that he was on this year was built by a big team in the paddock yeah and he was beating their rider that was on a <laughs> superbike on a stalker in the superbike race in yeah. the tt like we were bouncing when he came in after that like it's <laughs> as i say it's it's one extreme to the other like yeah <laughs> um super twin race before we went out we had a we, we had a massive just the bike blew up the day like yeah. two days before in practice then but we had to get like wire and looms and everything and the boys stayed up all night to fix it we literally mm. only the race was delayed we wouldn't go out in the grid yeah and although we he didn't finish where he, he would have finished we think if it had been 
you know, the good engine that blew up. Um, we had the old engine in. If it had been the good engine and it had been, you know, the way everything should have been, he would have been up there. And it was the disappointment yeah. of that, but also the thrill of the fact he actually finished the race. After all the hard it, yeah. that everyone had put in. Mm. Um, but yeah, he, he, he gets he gets excited, but he gets himself down as well um, about things. Mm. But he, he doesn't know how good he is. He really yeah. doesn't know. And you raised a really important point. It's that people say, they see the results, they see the live streams, which I think was a massive help Mm -hmm. um, in 2022, the fact that the TT Plus came around. Um, You know, you you see the the front of it, but like you said, you're in the bottom paddock. It's just you guys. Um, And it is is hard to do. You know, seeing the amount of effort that you guys put in is admirable you know and it's paying off massively like I don't I don't think I think it would have been easier like 10 years ago for a privateer to do well but now it's you look at the big boys at the front you look at FHR the gas monkey sponsor there is a lot of money in those teams and it's hard for anyone to compete with that but you guys are proving that you can do it and Dom's definitely doing that so if anyone would like to sponsor Dom uh for 2024 or 2025 that'd be great um (laughs) or 2023 if you want to get on it quickly um but uh, yeah honestly hats off to you guys because the stress that you guys put yourself through it it pays off it does it does and as you say that the budgets of the big teams it's it's, it's disgusting the amount of money that the amount of money that is floating around in racing, but is only focused on the top five teams yeah. or six teams. It's it, it, I I don't even want to think about it. It it just it makes me angry. Um, but like I've seen a lot a lot of people talking in the last week or so. Obviously, with the whole news with the MCUI and and the financial problems in road racing in Northern Ireland at the yeah. minute and people who don't have a clue piping up on Facebook going are these riders getting paid tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of pounds to ride the bikes there's very few people getting paid that much of that amount of money to ride I think there's about five not even five percent of riders getting paid yeah exactly and if Everyone riders are else. getting paid yeah, if they are getting paid, it's very, very obvious because they are able to do, like, BSBs, they're able to do the road racing. Mm-hmm. Like, the amount yeah. the amount of top runners that have to pay to be in those seats. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like, I, I, hear a, I hear a voice, or a, a voice, a name being batted around quite a lot um, in the same sort of, sometimes in the same sentences as Dom, and I'm like, we were, we were at a... A little meetup thing at a cafe in Wales last week and yes, uh, the week yes. before. It was mint, by the way. Uh, Baffle House, shout out to them. They're great lads. Um, great coffee, even better tray bakes. Um, but yeah, uh, we were just chatting to people after the meet and greet, and um, these two fellas, really lovely lads, and you know they were just talking about racing and Dom and everything else, and they said they said a certain writer's name to me and. I, I said to them, I was like, he's not a privateer anymore. Like, he mm. doesn't have to pay for that ride. I says, he gets paid. Someone pays for that ride yeah. on top of the multiple sponsors he already has. And yeah. he's like, yeah. And it shows, and he's on the best, 
arguably the best bikes if not one of the best mm. bikes in the paddock and it's yeah it's one of those that's so you, you said that it was a very nerve-wracking experience being at the tt um <laughs> last year um how did you sort of cope with it like where did you watch from like what were you doing with yourself in that time when he was gone because it's it's a long time you know different races they differentiate in lap um the amount of laps there is but it's still a long time no matter how many laps they do it's a 37 mile course like like it's long so yeah. what do you do with yourself in that time um as you mentioned earlier tt plus it was massive for us mm. this year like normally i'd just be like oh following the t-. i normally just get out of park for me we'll try to um just sort of dander about and watch the live timings and listen to Manx radio yeah um that's my normal sort of routine um tt plus was great this year because yeah you know you could see them coming into different like milestones and stuff and different checkpoints and you know you got that visual that they were still there they're still okay and everything else um but yeah i know like the team's a massive help like obviously piggy everyone loves piggy i love know, him if so you much. don't know piggy get to know piggy and um i'm get really tonight. really yeah really really happy to say that piggy is with us for this year as well so yeah through our entire i'm going to a picture of piggy that i have yes. because you will see how much of an icon he is he's just amazing <laughs> piggy me and piggy spent most of our time going for ice cream um i love that, that photo of you too <laughs> yeah i'll send you that um but yeah no me and piggy spent a lot of time going for ice cream um but no, there was a, basically because of the old, the old scoreboards are gone, obviously this year yeah. or last year. Um, so we didn't really know what way like pit lane and stuff was going to work. Um, turned out they actually put like a big screen up with the TT plus on and there yeah. was like a, a number line around it. And then when they got to Crocknamona, as the old system was the light come on at Crocknamona, these, the, the square lit up. So we, we, we knew that way, but yeah. um, I spent quite a lot of time just sort of, oh, well, I'd be down there just to make sure that it was lining up properly with the t- live timings to make yeah. sure that the light was coming on at the same time so that everything was accurate and mm-hmm. everyone was ready to go. Um, and then just like make sure that like once I'd seen the light or once I'd seen he was at Ramsey or the bungalow, I'd just shout over to Neil and say, you know, go and get the wheel um, and bring that over. Um, because I didn't have a pit lane pass, so so Neil had to run out and and, and grab the wheel. But um, yeah, just just trying to keep myself busy. And and Chloe, Chloe, um, who was James Cotton's uh, other half, she's incredible girl. She's a yeah. massive help to me through all of that. And she's been, you know, she's obviously been through everything with James. And yeah, she's just she's incredible when it comes to that week. I, I'm sitting stressing my head off, and she's like, "It's fine. Just you know, we'll watch this. And we'll breathe. Sit. Yeah, just breathe. Yeah. But yeah, no, the like love the cartons a bits. Like they're they're great. They're always yeah. a massive help as well. So, for those of you who don't know, um, the 2022 TT, the senior race for Dom, didn't go as expected. Um, it was on the last lap, wasn't it? that yeah. he came unfortunately came off he made contact with the wall um he was all right you know the bike was maybe not um because i remember it i was out seeing some people and i was trying to watch the tt plus and then i couldn't keep up and everything because there was so much going on i remember i just got a call from my dad and being saying dom's off 
wet for me my heart just sank <laughs> i was so nervous i felt i wasn't even there how did when you had that notification to say dom's off or mm-hmm. something's wrong with dom I, you know i i know there's normally a guy that comes over and sort of tells you it it was a little bit strange to be honest um as i said i was sort of at the return lane across in the pits and then obviously he'd been through for the last pit stop so i thought ah i'll just you know i'll i'll, I'll go out of park for me and and go and dander around and yeah. as i was saying watch live timings and stuff and it i was watching the live timings and and he he came through Glen Helen, which we will talk about later, but he came through Glen Helen and then I think it was Jamie had reached Balaf and he hadn't. And then I was like, right, well, he should be sort of just after Jamie. Like he shouldn't mm. be too far behind Jamie. Um, and then Crowey came through and I was like, there's something not right here. Cause he was a good bit in front of Crowey on the road at this point. Yeah. And I was like, yes. something's not right. So I was like, I looked at his mum and his, or it wasn't his mum, his mum and sister. I looked at his sister and went, mm, something not right. Um, so I went up uh, to the office, went in, spoke to them. They couldn't tell me anything. Mm. So they're like, right, give us a minute. We'll radio through and we'll see, you know, because I said to them, like, look, he was last at Glen Helen. He hasn't reached a laugh. You know, is there any information? Blah, blah, blah. They literally have a retirement office. Five minutes and they still couldn't tell me anything. I was like, shit. Um, and then eventually they got through to someone and all they said was um, off at Glen Helen conscious and talking and I was like right so I just walked down the steps calm as could be looked over so um, there's like a holding sort of bay in front of scrutineering um, and then there's like the walkway up to park for yeah. me and I was walking down the other side of it and Neil um, Neil looked across at me. He was obviously in, in our pit crew. Neil looked across at me and was like, airlifted to Nobles. And mm. I was like, shit. So I, the paddock, as most of you will probably know, is a terrible place for rumours. Um, so I tried to be as yeah. nonchalant and calm as possible. Walked, sort of power walked down the paddock, got as far as the, the toilet block at the bottom until I hit the grass and I just ran because I knew his dad was sitting in the caravan. And I was like, shit. Mm. popped my head in the door and was and he just looked at me i was like well and i was like uh air meds nobles and he was like right okay um he goes do you know how to get there on because obviously most of the roads on the island are closed but there are certain yeah. ways you can get in round to get to nobles and i was like honestly mark yeah. i was like i haven't a clue how to get there i says you know i just get lost and he was like right give me two seconds he chucked on his chucked on his gloves and his helmet and and away we went on the on our little Broms down to the hospital. We actually beat him to the hospital. Um, thankfully, wasn't obviously wasn't too bad. But it's 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 that initial, the initial delivery. Obviously, they're they have to be a sort of not. It's hard to explain. They have to be sort of. They can't just give you all the information because they don't know no. the information. All they know is he's no. came off. Um, yeah. but yeah, a broken shoulder blade and pelvis thankfully both relatively stable so he was able to leave the mm-hmm. hospital that day um, yeah. um we we got on the boat that night and that was that but as i was saying about glenn helen uh so um so it turns out that although he'd reached glenn helen he'd actually slid through he'd slid through the the transponder point yeah um so what happened is he, he'd come into glenn helen tipped in the wind had pushed him wide and he'd sort of thought you know what well, I can I can still make this yeah he says now that if he rolled off 
and you know sort of settled it a little bit more he would have made it round but yeah hindsight's a great thing um he sort of was like he's like right I can make this ended up clipping his arm on the wall and there's actually a slice yeah. through the whole way through his leathers um on on his right arm and just took just took his hand off and and that was it but yeah. thankfully <laughs> thankfully as he says um these are not my words um right. thankfully as he says the bike followed him in so the bike wasn't too bad like we yeah. had obviously the whole ferns were wrecked um just your usual like clip-ons foot pegs yeah. um the forks were probably the worst bit they were just haywire they were completely yeah. bent um and then the dash was a little bit damaged thankfully the the ferns took most of the most of the hit for the dash but um, yeah we managed to get that all sort of relatively okay yeah and obviously again for those of you who don't know um dom had a incident at work um how he laughed through telling that story so those of you who don't know dom had an incident at work where he in his words tried to eat a chainsaw <laughs> so obviously that was a bit of a hit you know, we were sort of thinking, shit, like, we've got, there are races coming up. How the hell, like, what is going to happen? But you got there. <laughs> yeah, just about. Uh, and, and then he throws himself at the scenery. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, that was a nice phone call to get on a Thursday evening. Um <laughs> Thursday was it Thursday evening five past six my manager just signed off for the day so I couldn't even tell her I wasn't coming in the next day um but oh, no. I uh yeah do you, could you believe I'm looking at the date now it's almost a year ago it'll be a year on the 24th of Feb yeah so um honestly when when I heard about that I was like okay yeah uh, so so for those that that don't know or or haven't listen to to the podcast where Dom talks about it um he was at work um and was cutting a I don't know what kind of tree it was some sort of tree but basically back in the day yeah back in the day they used to use metal stakes as um to hold like saplings up yeah. Um, whereas now they use wood, which is sensible. Um it so, makes a lot more sense. Yeah, so the stake had embedded in the tray. Um and he says like he's made he, he's done the same cut tens of thousands of times in his career. Yeah. Like he's been on a chainsaw since he was like fourteen. Um but he knows what he's doing, but this yeah, one just this one just caught him out. So he just as yeah. he, the the chainsaw kissed the the tray, it, the metal was right on the surface and it's just bounced back, hit him in the eye it broke bottom of his eye socket into three bits he had a notch out of the top of his eye socket <clears throat> he had a full like split like through his eyelid like his eye was eye um oh. and he had a crease fracture at the back of his skull as well um yeah. just from like the whip sort of like a whiplash impact um yeah yeah um bless him he's been through he went through obviously the first the first surgery first surgery to sew it all back together that went wrong first skin graft that also went wrong second skin graft mm. has gone wrong again um but they've been injecting him with steroids into the scar tissue to try and break it down so um she's been to an appointment last week and no more surgery now until september so 
Yeah. We've got a bit of peace for the season. Is like yeah. it's working a hell of a lot better than it was last year. Because honestly, the pain he was going through last year, like TT, he was coming in and sleeping. Like he, I've never seen him sleep so much. Um, but apparently, mm. it's because we're as humans, we're binocular, and he was trying to take all the information in through one eye. Um, because the other one was just yeah. so blurry but yeah no thankfully he's on he seems to be on the mend and he's in it we're in a hell of a lot better position than we were this time well not this time last year mm. but sort of start of season last year but yeah the delights he just wants to honestly he just tries to do anything he can to hurt himself or kill himself honestly tree surgeon by trade road racer <laughs> bloody everything else yeah, sometimes you question it. It's like, you're really not trying to help yourself yeah. here, are you, man? Over COVID, tried to back flip a pit bike. Oh. Yeah, he just, he just likes you it. You could make a series of oh, everything you've tried to do. Yeah. Why yeah. can't you be kind? You'd win the 250 quid. I know, make a fortune. <laughs> um, but obviously you said, you know, you've grown up in the industry, you know, and what, I'm focusing on at the moment on track mind is how women's experience in the industry, you know, what they've experienced, you know, Mm. it's no secret that you said before the paddock is a place for rumors, whether that is whether someone's injured or whether it is someone dating someone or there's always something going on for someone to talk about. Um, how have you found being a woman and being involved in the industry so close for so long? Like, what? How have you, you know, navigated your way through it? Because it's not, it's not always pleasant for us. Yeah, uh, thankfully, I am not um, in the public eye enough or important enough to be for rumors to be made about me, which is great in my opinion. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, to be honest. <clears throat> I've always, I've always been a little bit one of the, la- like, one of the lads. Um, yeah. Like, I'd done engineering and construction in college. I was in a class that was all boys, bar me and one other girl. Um, yeah. I've grown up with that. I've grown up with a brother. I've grown up with, like, uncles, like, that weren't, old, like, or maybe, like, 15, 20 years older than me. So they're not, like... There's not a massive... Yeah. And the thing is, like, my stepdad's got an engineering business. Um, so, like... I'm used to the lads crack and everything else. Yes. So I think that even if some things have been said to me, I probably haven't taken them offensively because mm. I'm just used yeah. to that banter. Um, and I think you need to do that. You know, if if, if you were offended if, by everything, uh, you wouldn't get very far, especially as you say survive. in this industry. No, you're not going to survive. Now, recently, I, I will admit, I have I faced a little bit of like, it's more the looks because Dom will say, oh, this is Lauren, she's my crew chief or my data technician, because essentially I am at this point. Yeah. I know I know I'm only I'm only starting out in it and and there's a lot to it. And I, I don't I'm only I, I, I'm, I'm literally a drop in the water at the minute of, of what I need to learn. But I'm trying and. And, you know, I, I don't mind asking for people's help. And like if I can just download, download the data off the bike and go to someone and say, look, you see this here like you know what way would you interpret that and mm. and things like that but I've noticed that like a lot of people will still snigger or they'll you mm. know they'll just kind of give like a like shut up kind of look yeah. and it's kind of it started like it started to get I, I noticed it starting to get to me whenever I started going like look, no I'm not like you know just started like saying no no I, you know yeah like, I'm hardly that you know 
Yeah. Just trying trying to like bring it back down to like yeah. you know, it's one it's one of those. It's it's I don't think men have faith in the fact that women can actually do things in this industry and it's amazing. Like there's there's like like engineering is becoming such a massive thing now like yeah. women are getting involved in it so much Massively. more like there's a girl I went to pri- well I w- didn't go to primary school with her but she was in my primary school um she was a couple of years younger she got headhunted for to work for um is it Di- I think it was Dyson she got headhunted to work for them like wow yeah like and she was only like 20 at the time like unbelievable yeah. Made, like yeah it's things like that like it's amazing seeing it happen and there's more mm. and more people now and like with Feho starting to race team yeah like, starting like she's she's a great great figure to have in the paddock because it shows girls that they can do that and like there's girls there's girls in the bottom paddock where like especially the Irish they're working on their own bikes you know they're yeah. doing everything themselves like yeah. there's like <clears throat> I do, it's 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 difficult because I don't want to start missing people out. But like, there's Melissa Kennedy. She's from literally five minutes down the road from me at home. Um, yeah. There's Yvonne Montgomery, who is an inspiration to anybody. Like, she <laughs> yeah. honestly, she's just great. Um, who else? Like Veronica. I'm not gonna insult her by trying to pronounce her surname. Um, <laughs> like she she does like she does all her all her stuff and like like mm. Indy her boyfriend like she does like loads of stuff on his bikes and stuff as well and like yeah. Sa- like I was um like Sarah Anderson previously Sarah Boys whenever she she raced but she's going to be getting I think she's she's looking to get back into it this year which is exciting mm. to see but she's yeah. the same like she just gets gets cracked on gets stuck in with her own stuff and it, it's it's yeah. great to see that women are coming through in the industry even if it's just for themselves um it's it's just lovely to see really yeah. lovely to see yeah and I, th- I think it gives like the likes of you and me it's like obviously we are involved in parts of racing but not racing ourselves mm-hmm. it is hard for us to be taken seriously um, the amount the amount of things that have been said to me one of them by Dom oh don't even pass remarks on anything he says <laughs> <laughs> I don't, this is the second time I've had to say this on a chat mind I don't have an OnlyFans thank you Dom um <laughs> But it, I think it is that, and I I think it's definitely getting better. Like you said, there's more girls getting involved, and I think if it wasn't for, you know, Faye Ho, it's no secret there's a lot of money being put into that team. Yeah, she's got Huge a lot to spend, and I think if it wasn't for big names like her, yes, there is amazing girls doing their own individual thing, but you know it's they don't always get the recognition because they don't have the money and it goes, it harps back to the privateer side. And you know, you, you're right. It's, it's the big names like Faye Ho that are bringing it forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing. I think unfortunately we're in that age of sort of sex cells still. Obviously it's, it's, it's been that way for a long time, but it's yeah. like, sometimes I think some of the, like I've noticed this, I would have followed a lot of like bike girls on Instagram, like for the last number of years yeah. um, because they were girls who rode big bikes and yeah. I thought it was great and really cool and everything else. And <laughs> as the times have started to change, COVID hit and a lot of them are starting OnlyFans accounts now and putting up like I have <laughs> had to follow, unfollow and numerous amounts of them just because I'm sick of seeing their behinds like, bent over bike yeah get out of the way i want to see the bike not you pat go on 
shoe. But I think, <laughs> but it's 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 sad to say that, and it's each to their own. Everybody's got their own thing, and if you want to do that, it's completely up to you. And I wouldn't judge anyone for it. But no. I think Most sometimes doing it, smash it. Oh god, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. But at the same time, I think sometimes we all get tarred with the same brush because there is a certain number of people who choose to do that with their lives and go down that route but yeah I'd neither I, I do not have the have the yeah. patience or um, the body to be doing that so not for me <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> um and I don't know whether this will get cut but um I think you're definitely right with you know getting tired with the same brush it's there are individuals um and you don't even know who they are sometimes mm-hmm. but they're there for one sole reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is to go to a motorhome and do all that. Mm-hmm. Each their own. You can live your life, enjoy it. But I think we need to break down the fact that not everyone's like that. The amount of times, you know, as I said it to Sophie McGinn, I said the amount of times that I'm just here for the bikes. I don't want to see all that. I don't want to do all that. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to enjoy it. And I think yeah. it's taken, I think 2022 was a big turning point. For me personally, the people were like, okay no you're actually serious about this mm-hmm. yeah and it's crazy that it, it took it took it that long yeah well funny you said that hang on um i fell out with a certain racer not well probably three years ago um it was what is it what was the exact words turned around to me and goes um oh he's won one now i suppose that makes you a racer chaser and I was like, you know what you do? Fuck off. I speak to that person now, but it took me a long time to get to get away from that. I was so annoyed. But obviously, with racing, especially, you know, with road racing, you know, there was a huge amount of losses in 2022. Like, some of the most shocking ones we've seen um, at the TT this year. But unfortunately, one that hit very close to home for us um, was the absolutely phenomenal Chrissy Rouse. And obviously, you you know, for those of you, how you don't know, but Dom and Chrissy were absolutely inseparable. They are, you know, they had chasing the racing together. And, you know, he is definitely still with us. There's no way that we haven't lost him. You know, he, he is with us. But after hit after Chrissy passing you know how did that change your mindset on what you wanted Dom to do did you ever think oh I I don't know if it's right for you like how did you find that period afterwards um it's one of those I think we had obviously as you say I've grown up with a I've seen multiple losses over the years Mm -hmm. um like 2018 was a hard year like we lost like we lost Dan Neen, James Cowton and William Dunlop within the space of like a month of each other and that was difficult and that was whenever sort of you know I was coming into the relationship with Dom just after that sort of that year you know so the sport was already everyone was already feeling it and I think when it hits so close to home like it has this year like we lost another friend mark perslow at the tt yeah um, yeah like 
it's one of those things I love racing and I know Dom loves racing and I would never do anything that would stop him from doing what he loved like I would I just couldn't be that person I I honestly I couldn't mm-hmm. um I seen how miserable he was in in 2020 and 2021 when there was nothing going on yeah. and how much he missed it and everything else and obviously with Chrissy it's hit a lot closer to home and like as you say he's still here like we I had a calendar hanging up on the side of the cabinet in the kitchen the hook had been up for about a year no it's not no maybe about six months the hook had been up never had a command hook fail on me in my life sitting in the living room last week heard a bang walked in Chrissy's calendar was lying in the middle of the kitchen floor um so I think he's just out to bloody haunt me um yeah he is, but, he is yeah. he's showing himself at the moment. Yeah, I just laugh. I, I text Grace and I'm like, he's just picking on me for God's sake. Um, I was like, why is it me? Um, but yeah, no, he, uh, I love Chrissy to bits, still do. Mm. He yeah. was a part of my life for four years. Not obviously not as much as Dom's, but like they've done the podcast together for, for nearly four years. And, and I was there yeah. through most of them sitting in the back of the trailer, trying not to make a noise and, and you know we spend so many weekends together i'm so grateful that we had the memories from the ireland from the irish tour at the start of 2022 and like yeah so many memories all he done was take the piss out of me that week um <laughs> he had <laughs> Why he am was i not so no no such a mild mannered polite lovely boy with the darkest sense of humor that nobody really got to you see were- you wouldn't think it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't. expect it. Yeah, no, Chris, you really the darkest, darkest sense of humour. Um, honestly, <laughs> it was just unbelievable. But yeah, no, it, uh, it's been a massive loss. And, and I've seen that China, uh, Chrissy's other half, was up here at the weekend um, spending some time with Chrissy's family, which was lovely to see. So um, it's sort of the one-year one year yeah. anniversary of us meeting China as well um, this, this year. Yeah. Um, yes. For this week, sorry, it's been a massive loss. But Chrissy, Chrissy and Dom have had those conversations that you know they've been on the road together for for thousands of thousands of miles, um, mm. speaking about everything. And you know they've obviously they've spoken about the what ifs and everything else, yeah. and and neither of them would want each other to stop. Yeah. Dom's only regret is the fact that he didn't get Chrissy to drink a pint of Guinness because Dom always said that if, if he went before his time, Chrissy had to drink a pint of Guinness. Um, Dom's just going to have to drink two from now on. Every time he has one, he's going to have to have a second one. Yeah, exactly. Because obviously, well, for those that don't know, Chrissy didn't drink. He was completely teetotal. He was so still, on it. The life of the yeah. bloody party. I have never met someone I envied so much. I have to be absolutely like I have to be like six drinks in to even speak to people. I'm that awkward on a night out. Chrissy was in the middle. I was of the on a night. I was doing on a night Sober. out. Prove that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, it's like I'm, I'll see if I can get the video of Chrissy doing the oh the, the, the last from the yeah. head to, without touching it with his hands. Yeah, he done that in um in like a five star like restaurant thing in london 
this time last year and yeah. everyone was kind of looking at him going what in the name of god is this boy doing and then by the end of it he had the whole place clapping for him cheering like, for him unbelievable what a boy but yeah. yeah no never i would never stop him doing what he loves it's just not not something i'd no not something i'd do yeah yeah i think there's yeah, some sort of comfort it... as well of someone going out doing something that they loved yes it's better than yeah. lying sick for for years on end and dying at the end of it mm. you know something to show for show for yeah the short life that he had he's got so much to show for it so yeah those 26 years were vastly impactful um mm-hmm. you know and I've I've been very open on it on the Instagram page with on on track mind um if it wasn't for Dom and Chrissy and I've said I was fortunate to be able to tell Dom um I, I wouldn't do it without them because it was them two egging me on at the XL show this time last year. They're like, just go for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm completely indebted to those two, um, especially Chrissy. But yeah, yeah no. I, I know what it's I, like. He's, yeah, he would have pushed anyone to do to do something that they had their heart set on. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it's amazing that I think a lot of people would have seen that and they would have had second thoughts about continuing racing. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's so incredible that Dom carries on and will continue to carry on because it's what they both love. Like, it's, it's such an inspiration to see that life carries on mm-hmm. for other people. Yeah. And I think Dom's made that very clear that it's for Chrissy. Mm-hmm. Everything um, he does now is for Chrissy. Yeah. Um, there will be, I'm not going to let anything slip because I don't know what he's said and what he hasn't said, but mm. um, keep an eye on him in the F900 Cup at BSB this year. Um, yeah. There will be some little tributes to Chrissy um, yeah. on that. So. I, and I honestly cannot wait to see Dom at the F900. It's going to be mint, like, he's just gonna smash it and yeah i know if there's uh the pressure's on <laughs> everyone <laughs> is saying that the pressure how, how is well are you feeling on. how stressed, are you feeling about it stressed because it's only me him and peggy again <laughs> I, um, I i did i did speak to him the other day and i was like if you need help shout and i'll be there yeah. so lauren if you need help because he shit to us his phone message yeah. me i'll be there yeah, yeah. um but yeah, no, really excited. Um, it's our first proper go at British. So um, we've done a few rounds here and there, but it's the first proper go. So proper excited. Yeah. We've got a World Superbike round as well, which I am buzzing about. Uh, so yeah, they're doing like obviously. That's so exciting. Yeah, the, 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 they're like a little satellite round in World Superbikes as well. So yeah, buzzing. Unfortunately, don't get to get it's out so of the country exciting. and get a suntan because it's done. Honestly, We'll, we'll book a holiday it's fine yeah. we'll, we'll find time <laughs> if there's like a two-week gap we'll go somewhere have you seen my calendar <laughs> that's a no right before christmas yeah. we'll go. <laughs> november i am free <laughs> um and one thing i always ask my guests on on track mind is if there's any advice they would give anyone and for you what advice would you give a a new partner coming in so someone who's just got into a relationship with a racer what would advice would you give them going into the stress that is the crazy world of motorcycle racing just be open-minded to things um mm. 
speak to people in the paddock. There's far too many girls in the paddock that I don't know. I don't know whether they're shy or whether they're just, you know, some of them think they're too, <laughs> too good to speak to other people. But, um, yeah. you know, don't don't be scared to come and talk to the other girls like yeah I've noticed like I know especially the ones in the bottom paddock like we're all we're all like a big family like the boys are all a family but we're we all stand with each other and and you know keep each other's chins up when things aren't good and make friends I know it's difficult I'm I'm the worst person for for it like I find it really difficult to make friends but but try just speak to people um yeah don't let the nerves get to you and don't let them know that you're nervous you standing on the start line shaking like a shitting dog is not helping anybody it's not helping you and it's putting the shits up them as well that you're nervous they they can sense it's they can sense your your nerves and it's it's going to put them off you know it's one of those and yeah I think yeah it's one of those things like everyone's there to help each other yeah and like I'll never forget um, when Ryan Whitehall had his crash at at Armoy, um, his lovely girlfriend, bless her, she was she was just she didn't know where to go, she didn't know what to do. They were there on their own. It was just them two and a mechanic, yeah. and that was it. And they, they come over from the Isle of Wight, and they just they didn't know, and everyone rallied round her. And it's one yeah. of those things. The the paddock community will will you know help anyone who who asks for it, but don't be scared to ask for help as well. Yeah. Um, get involved, get stuck in, even if it's tire warmers and stands. Don't you know? Just yeah. get involved. Um. Yeah, and don't don't wear white to race meetings because it'll not be white after it. Yeah. yeah. Don't wear white. <laughs> Trust me. Any shoes value, don't wear them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doc Martens are the only job, especially at a road race meeting. Yeah. Or wellies. <laughs> yeah okay is um what i'll do is i'll leave the link to the gofundme for the northern iron uh northern irish road racing mm-hmm. because we, we need to keep that going um there's no doubt about it you know it needs to carry on um and i'll leave a link to yours and dom's socials um because dom has for those of you who don't know he had the 130 club um a few years ago and he, he started that back up um, so if you want to help him out this coming year, because it will be an intense year mm-hmm. for for all of us. Yeah. So the bomb the bomb squad is uh is, bomb squad. Yeah. I love that name. The bomb squad has started back up again. It's um I don't actually know the official launch date. It's currently um open to one thirty club members, which I which is his um yeah. supporters club for the last two years. Um, so it will be opening shortly to the general public. And when it is open, I'll keep you all up to date on the Instagram. So make sure you're following at on.trackmind. And yeah, Lauren, thank you so much for your time. We had some technical difficulties, but we got here. I think we've got about two hours worth of us going, what is going on? What is going on? I should have recorded that. That would have made some great content. It's more the fact that we spent an hour yesterday and all I had to do was put a flick a switch on the side of the laptop oh well we know for next time (laughs) so yeah thank you so much lauren and thank you so much for watching and listening be sure you keep up to date with everything on track mind and i'll see you guys in the next one bye